0: Welcome to The Interesting Podcast, episode number 178. This episode is with the delightful gem of a human being known as Kieran Byrne. He's a former plasterer turned actor from Northern Ireland and one of my new favorite people. To say that I had a blast getting to know this man is an understatement. We talk about him being from Newry, working as a plasterer for over 20 years, what that job is exactly, moving from Northern Ireland to Nantucket, being inspired by the play Doubt to become an actor, how Catherine Zeta-Jones helped him propose to his wife, shaving his head to play Angus in Diary, How he got involved with the Irish Repertory Theater in New York, and so much more. Kieran is a joy. You are going to love him. So let's just jump right into this one. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Interesting Podcast, number 178, with Kieran Byrne. Theme song time.
1: he sends big hugs and kisses he thinks you're brilliant
0: oh, i love that guy he's so great he's actually how i came to know who you were because i think uh so it was actually if i'm remembering correctly um the show must go online that thing that yeah. the irish rep did uh you did the five minutes of heaven monologue
2: i did wow
1: so
0: when i saw that i was like ooh followed immediately i was like this is really good because that movie's brian. great and you did a great oh. job
1: oh brian thank you you know you're the only person that's ever ever mentioned that monologue to
0: me, really so thank you outside
1: of my mom and dad who talked to me about everything sure.
2: but you
1: know, <laughs> i'm in good but, company then oh my god thank you so honest to god brian thank you so because you, you know we were doing those things at the at the time and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic and and nobody really knew we were all just like making art to, for, to, cause it was all we could do. And, and yeah. you didn't know whether it was going out into a void or uh, just to hear you honest to God, that's made my day. Now that you it really, has it's that true you, that you said that. So, and it that's brought us here together it. today. So
0: <laughs> that's a, that's how long overdue the invite was for you to come on the show.
1: Like, <laughs> and he comes on
0: eating his banana
1: and looking like a mile of bad road.
0: <laughs> I don't know if Nick had warned you prior, unprofessional is my game i don't <laughs> there's if you're looking for a quality standard you've come to the wrong place my friend <laughs> oh my gosh it was funny here today too because i don't have my tech team with me today my tech
1: team being my my two daughters of course <laughs> and, of course so the the speakers on my computer i couldn't i couldn't find out how to put these in because (laughs) that that weren't working so i i have you on my phone and a little tripod and these things in it perfect it it
0: works (laughs) hey whatever works again there's no there's no quality standard
1: (laughs) the things we can do now if we'd have thought we could do them two years ago we we never would have believed it
0: it's bonkers you just never it just goes show you just never know Never know,
1: man. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Delighted to meet of you. Of
0: course. Now, I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure that's not a New York accent I hear. No, <laughs> no it's not. <laughs> what part of Ireland are you from? Have I cursed yet?
1: Is that what giving away? You can. <laughs> no, I won't.
0: <laughs> if you don't, well, so I my, will.
1: <laughs> my youngest daughter always says to me, Daddy, you know. You know you like we know how you roll, but yeah. when you're on you gotta you gotta keep this clean. You gotta keep
0: it. <laughs> she hasn't listened to the show, I hear.
1: <laughs> Brian's a nice man, you gotta keep this clean. Mm. So
0: <laughs> the warnings were not put forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm from uh Newark County down northern. Oh, Ireland. cool. That is very near to my favorite place in the entire world. What's your favorite place in the entire world? Tollymore National Forest. Tullymore Forest Park. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No fi- way, man. It's my fi- favorite place in the whole world. Yeah. Um, we we would go there practically every other weekend as kids. <sighs> it's my heart is still there.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it, it's almost in Newcastle. There's a place yes. called Newcastle, and like it's on the way to Newcastle or it's after New. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and
0: Yeah. Wow. I've been all over Ireland. That's another reason um, I man. found out you're Irish, and I was like, on the show, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did a few years ago. It would have been probably I'm terrible at time. I'm going to say five, four or five years ago. I did a full like round trip of Ireland and Northern Ireland. So landed in Dublin, went all the way southwest to Port McGee and then mm. to. Uh, I, so we went to the Cliffs of Moher, but there was so much fog. I saw a cliff yeah. of more. <laughs> 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 so we did that. Then we did Galway. Then Donegal, and then I did three days in Belfast, and then back down into Dublin before going into Hollyhead, taking the ferry. Oh, over. that's a
1: terrific! That's a terrific it's, tour. Well,
0: the greatest. But Tollymore, specifically, it, yeah. it was like a spiritual experience going into that place, and then just yeah. oh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite place I've ever been.
1: Oh, that's lovely. That make me very happy to hear. Yeah, it's a beautiful place.
0: It's close, close. So you're from there. That's pretty cool. What was that like? it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it was
1: cool growing up there, man. Yeah, it, it, we didn't really know any anything else. There was there was nobody sure. head, heading off to America or any yeah. any lands <laughs> any any exotic locales at the time. We were all sure. just in our own place and we stayed there. So yeah, it, it was fun. It was it was nice. That's I mean, cool. there was a lot of other things happening. It was it was the troubles sure. and, and that like, but sure, know, the, the
0: area was nice. Yeah, physically, <laughs> physically, physically, it was, physically, it was, it was nice. <laughs> the locale was lovely. Sure. What kind of stuff were you into growing up? Pretty much the
1: same as most most other kids at home. We um, played a lot of played a lot of fo- football, like soccer nice. or scale like football. Sure. Uh, just being out being outside a lot. You just outside sure. a lot. It's the you know now 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 if you like tell your kids to go outside. It's. What what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 I didn't do anything. It's Whereas true. with us, you got home and you were, I mean, you got your dinner and you, you went outside until it was dark. And then, you know, you went in.
0: Yep. And, so yep.
1: Outside a lot, running around, hanging out, talking, playing games, things sure. like that. Noth, nothing really, just simpler times.
0: I think about that a lot. Like when I think about the old West and things like that, it's like on the on the getting food side of it and the disease and pestilence, it was harder. Sure. Modern yeah. medicine. But also yeah, yeah, it was so simple because you had to worry about I need to eat. And that was it. There's like very little social <laughs> was... structure, you know. That was it. Nice. <laughs> get out of the house. Go. That, yeah, that was... it's fine. It's fine. There's no preconceived notions, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean sure. <laughs> if you get a cold, you're probably going to die. But other than that, <laughs> it's a give and take. So... Trying try to find ways to skip school and stuff like yeah, that. exactly. The usual. True behavior this, yeah <laughs> little seances in this in the spare time i get it yeah. i get things it. things that if, if we caught our kids doing them now we'd be like what are you doing yeah ah, exactly i never did that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it true you did construction before doing acting yeah i was a plasterer for 22 years brian what how do you yeah. get, how do you get into that just because it's there
1: that that i mean yeah that is actually uh, just. Cause it's there is, is definitely a, a very real thing. Particularly when I, when I was growing up in Ireland, you, you, you did things a lot because they were there too. I mean, sure. I know we're saying it in jest to, to a degree, but it, that was the, the truth in the seventies and eighties. You, you did a lot of things just because they were, they were there. You, 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 know, I went into the trades. It was what was, it was, what was expected of me in sure. in a, in a, in a way. And uh, my grandfather was a, was a lifelong plasterer. My uncles oh, wow. are lifelong plasters. And the, uh, and it's a it's an honorable trade it's a it's a it's a good trade I'm I'm really really happy that I that I did it yeah you, you know the, the the options and the the variety and the well tell me what you would like to do wasn't really a thing back sure. then and there was <laughs> what it is now but uh, but yeah it started maybe when I was 11 or 12 years old with my granddad like kind of running around carrying buckets for him on Saturdays and, oh, cool. and then I went on to, with my uncles when I was a teenager and then eventually leaving school working with them and you know st- sticking with it for over 20 years moving to moving from Northern Ireland to Nantucket and plastering houses in Nantucket. And, wow. And, uh, two years Nantucket. into my stay in Nantucket I, I started community theater and that kind of changed everything that really? brought me on the this path then yeah in my mid 30s huh. but i'm glad i did it man plastering is a it's, a it's a noble it's a noble trade people need houses to live in so agreed
0: agreed they're yeah. there what what is the process of plastering cuz i know the word and i've seen it but i don't know exactly how it works
1: oh yeah i, I can tell you well what when a when a house is built typically the the old like sort of fashion way with 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 blocks uh-huh. And, and bricks instead of this uh, like wooden drywall you, you see you see now, like there's a lot of timber framed uh,
0: uh-huh.
1: like prefab stuff. Um, sure. And when it was built built the old way, the plaster would be the material that was then applied over the over the, the bricks and the, the blocks. Oh, it would be cool. it would be a mortar, like a mortar based. So you would mix you would mix like four parts sand with one part cement in a in a mixer, and you would oh. keep adding that in, into a into a cement mixer until you maybe had maybe 40, 40 sand, one uh, 10 cement, and you would, you know, with water, you would obviously water it down. Mm-hmm. Then you would apply that to with a, a a trowel you would physically trowel it off a like a board a hawk they have uh-huh. in your hand and you would you would apply that to the walls and then and that would set and then you would apply what they call finished plaster coats. Oh. Uh, to, to that which you would mix in a bucket and would be like a like a plaster paris effect almost like a like a powder that you ah. would mix with water and you would then would apply that to that and you would have to rub it several thousand times before <laughs> it would dry <laughs> and your arms would be hanging off and and then the sure. paint would would come after that and that would be someone else's job obviously but and it was the same on ceilings although obviously that will be done with plaster board which was a, a predecessor of blueboard or sheetrock
0: gotcha and okay and
1: the 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 plaster mixed in the bucket the the uh what do they call it skim coat i guess they call it skim coat here uh-huh. would would then be applied to the ceilings and stuff and so it was a it was a lot of that you'd be on stilts and all kinds of crazy fun stuff that's so, cool yeah <laughs> thanks for asking that nobody asks me about that anymore i'm <laughs> happy to talk about it
0: <laughs> this is my whole thing is i i like to learn and I have people on from a, a wide range of, of everything. And if I don't know about something, I'm very interested in it. And I'm like, oh, okay, plastering. I'm equally interested in that <laughs> as everything else you've ever done. <laughs> That's what you did it for 20 plus years. So then what made you jump across the yeah. pond?
1: Yeah. Brought me a lot of friends, brought me a lot of good, brought me a lot of good things. Um, jump across the pond. I um, Well, I I'd sort of always wanted to to go to, to america and i kept applying for the green card and i kept getting turned down to, sure. with the the usual reason like you've got no special skill
0: yeah
1: <laughs> uh, that kind that, i'm too old because i was like 30 then and um i had actually seen a there was a a friend of mine a friend of my mother's had moved to nantucket with nice. uh with her husband from the town in which we we grew up, uh, with who we all became uh, friends with, they were lovely, and uh, and I had seen a movie, um, recently around that time too, called *The Gillian* on her thirty seventh birthday with Michelle Pfeiffer and Peter Gallagher, and that was Great. set on Nantucket. So the fact that the two of these things <laughs> had sort of happened, I can't rightly really remember which came first, but they they seem to have happened simultaneously, mm-hmm. and that was my stimulus uh for going or impetus for going to to Nantucket and and I fell in love with it uh, yeah. immediately and thankfully our friends gave me a place to stay for a couple of weeks and and uh, got the feet in the ground there and um you know eventually went to lumber yards every day looking for I I missed, I left this part out I, I was gonna go anyway so i went as a not an illegal alien i went in legally
2: (laughs)
0: sure but
1: i just never left
0: sure so
2: i was
1: i was invited by the u.s government for 90 days and i stayed for six years so so, so there you go the the term for that is a is an overstay yeah
0: it's that resilience. I,
1: i respect it (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm i I'm, I'm known for overstaying my welcome in many many areas of my life but I, I'm glad I overstayed that one because I met a, a lovely woman that that uh that 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 um kindly kindly took me in and gave me babies and yeah. a uh, future and she's still with me today my my gorgeous Beautiful. wife so I'm I'm glad I overstayed and didn't listen to the American government of course of course and now I'm a
0: citizen All is legal and I'm you are congratulations President
1: Obama welcoming me so I'm
0: I'm thankful I love it I love it and I'm seeing there's kind of a climate similarity between Nantucket Island and Ireland so you're not oh, like It's a little bit of a a a physical familiarity.
1: Totally, one like one island to another. Honestly, it's yeah, yeah, really, really beautiful place. And the, I I just got, I get, I feel like I got very lucky in my life. Three three island homes. My girls like to say, Ireland, Nantucket, and Manhattan. Sure. And the, everyone in my life in Ireland. Held me up to a, a certain degree and, and, and carried me along and, and propelled me forward and to Nantucket. And the people in Nantucket did that as well. And now the people in Manhattan are doing it too. And I just, I, I'm not really sure how I got this lucky, but I'm very <laughs> grateful to for the three islands and, and everyone in it who has who helped me stay alive. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> to this very moment today, Brian Bell. That's right. So, Still yeah, kicking.
0: Man. That's all that matters. You woke uh, yeah. up. Very fortunate, man. That's so cool, though. What had you been before, or was this your first time to Nantucket? To Nantucket and America.
1: Yeah, I'd actually been to to Pittsburgh in in nineteen ninety five. Oh. My my great friend, actually my oldest friend in the world, a, a gentleman called Brian Larkin. We've been friends since we were four I'm four forty. He's a great name. He's a he's a he's a great guy. He he definitely he's he's exactly what you would expect when you when yeah. you hear that name. It's like <laughs> Brian is Brian is the best the... So we've been friends since we were four. So that's, I mean, I'm 49 now. That's 45 years. Uh, so uh, he he won this scholarship. There was a Duquesne scholarship for people from our town in cool. Ury in Northern Ireland at the time, and I think it was Dan Rooney, the Pittsburgh Steelers head guy, started it because his family were initially from there. And my friend Brian was the second Duquesne fellow. So he came over from Uri and the thing was he was to be in Pittsburgh for a year or two years studying at Duquesne university. So my first time in America was visiting Brian Larkin to Duquesne university. And, and it was terrific. And it just like that really cemented my, my love for the country. And I want to come here. Then it was amazing. And it was a great time too, in America. I was only there for two weeks, but so many things were happening at that time. There was, I believe um, in Pittsburgh Bruce Willis and Sarah Jessica Parker were making a movie in the river called Striking Distance.
2: Uh, and that
1: was, that perfect. was happening like all around us. Um, I think Mariola the, the, Mew, mm-hmm. the great um, hockey player had just come back from, from having a, an illness. And he, th- there was like a mem- memorable event when he had played his first game that, that night for the Pittsburgh Penguins the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers had just turned around. They were playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars and they had lost like six games in a row or something. Mm-hmm. And they needed to win this game that I was at, that Brian brought me to, to have a chance at the Super Bowl. And they won it and they went all the way. So there was what? a lot of memorable events. Hoodie and the Blowfish had just oh, like what? blown up. Like literally, I only want to be with you. It was in the radio everywhere. It was just, it, it just seemed like a magical place, man. Like this, yeah. you know, like concrete, city this little steel town with people like me yeah all working class people with no frills and they're just sitting talking like this and like, wow this is you know i then found out that not all of america was like that like everywhere yeah. else <laughs> people sure. of many many different ways and right and um but it's all all, all great but yeah that was ni- 1990 1995 wow. that was yeah so I went on a, I was on a B lane for the next seven years to get to the U.S. after that.
0: Sure. And then I I visited
1: Kansas a few times. I I met a friend there in Duquesne University, a wonderful, wonderful friend, Karen French, now Karen Colano, living in Pittsburgh with her husband, Tom, and kids. And her and I became fast friends. And I went and visited her family
0: in Fort Leavenworth
1: one year and Lansing another year. And, you know, so it's, yeah, the love affair with the U.S. has been going on a long time, man.
0: I love that. I also love the listening to people's lives and like connecting dots. The fact that you went to a place that was a steel town of working class people and a movie was being filmed there, not knowing what was coming down the pike.
1: Pretty cool. Oh, wow. Nice connection, Brian. Balich, Pretty man. Cool. Yeah, thanks. And in actual fact, it, it's so funny with the Pittsburgh thing. Because in 2014, I, I got a regional theatre gig in uh, at Pittsburgh Irish and Classical Theatre, Picked Classic Theatre, and uh, it was called Observe the Sons of Ulster, marching towards the Somme uh, by the Brigade of Ulster soldiers in, in World War One that were kind of sent out as cannon fodder, mm-hmm. basically, to... Um, and a lovely woman put me up there. Her name is Mona Rush, um, uh, a doctor, and, uh, and she's amazing. And uh, we've been best friends ever since so i've been to pittsburgh several times since and but now i have like a larger family in pittsburgh as well and it's, so yeah uh, she might be a bit i'm not sure how she'll take me mention nah she loved me <laughs>
2: mentioning her name i was gonna say maybe i should
1: but yeah mona royce i love you if you're listening to this <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great so when you finally yeah. did it you make your way to nantucket you said you're going to lumberyards doing whatever jobs that you can when yeah. did when did acting pop up? Because it's so different from like a tactile construction mindset.
1: Yeah, well, there was in, in two thousand and four. I had I had actually seen a, a um, some posters around around town in Nantucket and then in the newspaper, in the local newspaper, the national, uh, the the Nantucket and. Is it the Inquirer? I was going to say the National Inquirer. Then I took it Inquirer in Maryland. <laughs> and was, um And there was some advertisements for a theatre workshop doing some classes. And I, I sort of looked at it briefly. And and then when I thought about it, I rethought about it. I went back to to visit that again, and it, it had ended. So so I, I had missed the boat in that, and that went away for, sort of thought even went away for a year. But then the following year, around the same time, around fall or, or winter, it was and. I think it was 2004 going into 2005 mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine who was, was working with at the time had mentioned to me that he saw those um advertisements again and the on the the posters up up again and i went and, and investigated and f- found the posters and the advertisements and to be sure and I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to him for you know for bringing it up to me because i did go on and find them and i uh and it, but the, the 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 sticker was that it was for the local troupe of actors who were already veteran actors with experience to sort of sharpen oh. up their um, their skills for uh-huh. the uh, for the upcoming season, and it wasn't open to non actors. Oh, but thankfully, I got the phone number and called the lady up, and she teases me to this to this day. You know, I. She says that I, I told her I was uh, I, I had no experience, and, <laughs> but I I love the movies and I'm very enthusiastic and no one will work harder. And <laughs> stuff like this and get it. So so she she took me in and we were doing the I loved it so much, man. We were I found home right away. But we we uh, do, she did the Uta Hagen exercises. There was like uh-huh. ten exercises, so she would do that and uh you would do one exercise a week but i loved it so much i would come in with maybe episodes three four five six and seven all tied into one thing <laughs> she, she's like this is taking enthusiasm to a whole nother level you might be doing five exercises but you're not doing any of them right sure so let's do- <laughs> but full marks for enthusiasm let's do one at a time
0: you did warn her um, to be yeah. fair yeah, and her
1: yeah, that was that was Meredith Martin, and um, mm-hmm. and she's a she's a dear a dear dear friend of mine. Great actor, great teacher. Um, th- if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be acting, and I'm thankful she gave me what they, what they would call at home the fool's pardon, and sure. and, um, and brought me on board. So I think that was January two thousand and five.
0: Wow, that's so cool though. And the idea, like, what's in your head to where it's a class, and they tell you it's a class for people who've been doing it for a long time and you still want to do it. Like, had you thought about acting before this point, or something about it just caught your curiosity.
1: I think it was just one of those things besides the year before kind of paying it a minimal little bit of attention in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what was at play there. It didn't really feel like, I mean, I don't want to get all ethereal or anything, but I, I, I don't know what was going on there. I don't know that that was all me or what, what that was, or I don't know what was behind it or um, it's pff, looking back on it now. Maybe I, I don't even know it, but, but it felt sure. that I was being sort of steered in that, in that direction for, yeah. And I'm oh, whatever, whatever it was. I'm 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 sure glad whether it was to just keep me out of harm's way or whether it was to, you know, um, start me off in the next, the next path, next sure. part of my life. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it happened.
0: I love it. I I'm. I... Realize that trusting your gut, you can never go wrong. And we're like kind of conditioned to not trust our gut because our brain is yeah. like, let's do the safe thing instead. It's like, no, no, no. There's like a, a a connection to something else that just knows if you follow it, you just never know. That's yeah, pretty cool.
1: I'd agree with that. That yeah, brand. It is it is really cool. You you, you can't really go wrong with your mm-hmm. with your uh, with your with your gut. Sometimes it gets you in a little bit of trouble, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, of but, course. For the most spice, part, little it, spice, <laughs> little spice gets in there and you gotta, you gotta sort of separate, you know, from, uh, what's the difference between your gut and what's emotion, you yeah. know, and then that's like, <laughs> but, uh, True. Yeah, the gut's been a good, been a good guide. Yeah.
0: So what happened after that? You take these classes, you, you fall in love with it. Where do you go from there? Cause you're, I don't know if there's a massive theater scene on Nantucket or if there's a lot of acting going on there.
1: Yeah, there there actually is, but back then right. it was it it had stalled a little bit, and thankfully, for the three years that I was involved in the acting there, I was I was part of a of a resurgence of it. So oh, cool. not not myself single handedly, but. Sure. Uh, the the, the, the with, with that group there was a there was a, a significant resurgence in theater at that time that people mm-hmm. started to get, get excited about theater and and it's been building ever since and and there's a terrific guy there's um artistic director uh, Justin Charny's tr- the uh, artistic director of Theater Workshop in Antucket John Shea the great actor John Shea great Palomine's artistic director Emeritus. um there's a terrific theater on the island there uh, too called white Heron with Michael Kopko and, and Lynn Bolton. They're awesome. The dreamland theater mm-hmm. is on Nantucket and um, Laura Galherburn. Byrne. They're like, there's just like, there's three massive theater organizations there at the minute, uh, right. theatrical organizations. And there's, there's one in Sconset that comes every year, but I, the truth is I don't know if I did fall in love with it right away. I loved all the exercises and like the, everything like that brought, brought to me, you know, and, but there was a lot of. I got cast in a in in a Christmas Carol at the end of two thousand and five. Scrooge Great. Marley, that uh, and I was Bob Bob uh, Cratchit. Fantastic. And the uh, there was a lot of those was a lot of drama, man.
0: Yeah. There was a lot of. I would
1: not been look. I'm an Irish builder, and I'd not been, I'd not been exposed to sure. to such <laughs>
2: the
0: such theater. openness
1: and and feelings. Sure. And I and I love you. You know, like outside of my my own mom, I don't think I'd heard anybody say I love you. Maybe my dad said it once or twice back then. He says sure. it a lot more now. You know, we what we all grow and evolve uh-huh. into it. But uh-huh. uh, suddenly everybody loves everybody, and the like. It was just a uh, for for a you know a sort of a reserve to a degree irish builder and suddenly you're there with 35 or 40 people sharing their feelings and right. <laughs> i'm like whoa i don't know if this is the right thing for me at all so I, and interestingly enough i actually went to to new york city to stay with a friend of mine for, oh, cool. for a couple of days over christmas at, at the at the end of that over the holiday season at the end of the production
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um and she had encouraged me to she was like so what do you think do, do you think this is for you and i said "Ah." I don't know. I think the the love the love alone might kill me. Sure. So uh, you know, I, I mean, oh how things have changed. Right. right. But, I mean, there has to be restraining orders, no touch orders put out against yeah. me now because I, I hug on sight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, so same. It's, same time. Uh, oh man, oh, it's good. It's good. So, <laughs> so I, she said, she gave me a dollar ticket. I think it was. She said, I want you to go now to the Manhattan Theater Club and see this play. It was December twenty third, two thousand and five, Wednesday matinee and you could probably make your mind up after that if this is something you want to do or not so i went to see it and at the end of it i remember the the whole audience being gone and me just sitting in the in the chair still floored, tears Ooh. just by myself and guys coming over to me saying you have to leave now sir um da, da, da. anyway this was uh, it was it was doubt with oh uh, yes and i think it was um heather and uh, uh brain uh, Brino burn it was Brino burns performance in particular that, that made me know, realize that I want to do that. I want to be as good as that. If yeah. I can't be as good as that, I don't want to do this. Hello, so I'm yeah. going to do whatever it takes to be as good as that and make this the rest of my life. And so the next two years on Nantucket, I uh, went after Doing Doubt on Nantucket and Theatre Workshop. Um, got behind me. We did it in 2008. What? I was. And but then I realized I'm in here. Oh, I don't know if I can actually pull this off by myself or not. I'm like, sure, not. I don't have any technique. I've got a lot of guts, but I got right. no technique. <laughs> sure. So I so every every other weekend in Nantucket, I would get the boat from Nantucket to Hyannis, and then I would get the eight-hour bus from from Hyannis Ooh. to New York, and take weekend classes at HB Studios. My friend Sarah Frommfelder great nantucket actor great actor period just happens to live on nantucket she would let let me stay with her and and my friend aaron raftery another great actor stayed with her sometimes she's in la now killing it as well and um so we do the classes and one week i was in the in a video shop and the video shop was called the camera shop in nantucket and the lady that runs it came out and Said, I, I, I was going in, you know, getting like the New York videos, like for dialect sure. stuff to, to try to do that, that uh, father Flynn dialect. Right. And um, the lady said, I, I, you're playing father. There's much more to this story that, that kind of expands out beyond <laughs> what we're, so I'm going to keep it to the, to the father Flynn thing, but she said, sure. uh, yeah, I know you, you're, you're Kieran, you're playing father Flynn. And, and, and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, uh, well, my sister, happened to coach the my sister's a dialect coach and she happened to coach the uh the one of the one of the Broadway casts in with with doubt and maybe she'll help you and I said oh yeah great great And I didn't know what to uh what to expect or anything but anyway the next day I get a phone call and um lo and behold it is my wife-to-be
2: the, uh, on the
1: on the phone oh. calling me to, to help me, and the lady in the video store was my my sister in law Wendy, and um, and I I'm very grateful to Wendy because she she said my, my wife was actually asking about it at the time because she was uh, she was like a sort of on the other end of the uh, um, the dissolution of her first marriage, sure. and um, so it was a like it was a sensitive time and stuff, but but she had asked. Uh, my sister-in-law, what, what, what I was like and stuff, and uh, and and I. This is embarrassing and makes me proud. too. my sister-in-law <laughs> said, "If I if I was single, I would marry him myself." And it made, made, it made me feel I don't know why she would ever say a thing like that. <laughs> if I was single, I wouldn't marry me. So, but but I'm grateful that she did. And long story short, uh, Kate, my dialect coach, who. Couldn't, who is the greatest dialect coach on the planet, bar none? She is the, yeah. the coach to the stars. Amazing. Couldn't uh, manage. I became her first um,
0: unsuccessful American dialect <laughs> person.
1: But I, I've succeeded somewhat as her husband. So. You know, you know,
0: you can't win them all, Kieran.
1: All right? You gotta pick. You gotta pick. And that's we you know we we ended up we ended up here. I knew the second I, I laid eyes on her, there was like there was no romantic notions in my head, but I, I knew the second I clapped eyes on her. I, uh, I wanted to marry her and, and be with her. And and that's what has happened. We're here in amazing. New York.
0: Oh, I, again, follow that gut. It knows. It knows. Look at look what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: It's, <laughs> it knows, brother. I <laughs> love that.
0: Um, I love it even yeah. more that it was dealt that was like, oh, this is what I want to do. And following that specific thing led to the love led of your to, life.
2: Yeah. How yep, cool.
1: Yep i had no idea that's what that's what i was uh that's what i was on my my way to i was on onto a you know it wasn't not only the role of father flynn but it was the role of father with without ah, the flynn you know i um, like it
0: there's a book title yeah. in here somewhere yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're we're here you know that, that, that's how yeah came to new york did it was the recession it was 2008 so sure i remember going up and down the west side highway looking at closed construction sites like nothing was happening i mean the best i could do was guys would offer me offer me jobs for 11 bucks an hour if i could do if i could do carpentry plumbing electrical mm-hmm. tiling all kinds of like jeez but plastering <laughs> i can do i can do one thing decently yeah. <laughs> like and now suddenly you're you know you're down to this but thankfully i, I did get a, a job that Paid me twenty five bucks an hour with the guy for a little while, and it. that yeah that folded, and you know I I came out of that a little short, with the guy didn't sure. didn't pay everything, but it, it was tough times, and and you know good luck to him. He tried his best and held out as long as he could and did as much as he could. So it was grand. And then uh, for started bartending in a in an Irish bar, or in a Greek bar called Kefi,
0: the Upper West
1: Side in
0: two thousand and ten. <laughs> um, Read right a passage.
1: 2010 they trained me up as a as a bartender that was awesome for three years uh, great pal of mine scotty brooks great writer uh and um got me a job in there for three years The keffy i'll always be thankful to to keffy and while i was working in keffy an open call for um for the 25th anniversary production of the freedom of the city at the irish rep in where i'm actually performing today yeah um, made by God Uh, 10 years later there was an open call for that and I went to the open call for that for the freedom of the city Brian Fields of freedom of the city and that that was it, man. That was the professional equity card, the the whole thing, and and things just kind of took off from there. I realize you just wow. haven't asked me a question in like a half an hour. I've just kept talking. So this is what I'm, I'm here like- for. I'm so enraptured
0: in <laughs> everything, and I'm like putting me, this is what I haven't, I haven't <laughs> let you get back in there. But so that's the the trajectory to. to today. I, hey, listen, I'm here for you. I am amazed right now. <laughs> I'm just, I want to know. So if you have so Father Father Flynn is this role that. Really resonated with you. This is what I want to do. And then uh, time passes, and you're playing that role. What is that like? Because you're in the shoes that inspired you to do this whole thing.
1: Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was, it felt so great. Yeah, had to. Have. It was so great. To be honest, I, at the time, I well, no, that that's not really that's not really true. I don't I don't think I've ever had imposter syndrome. I'm not going to fake humility like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't. ways, that, that, that. Yeah, that wouldn't teach me your ways yeah, I'm, I'm not uh no, I, I don't think I yeah, I I don't suffer from imposter syndrome. I go where I go and that's it, It's
0: <laughs> um, that but, construction but it, but it, upbringing you know. It, it did feel <laughs> somewhat
1: somewhat surreal if sometimes if it was really happening or as yeah. opposed to am I supposed to be here? Because yes I am. Sure. Um, I'm not gonna apologize for that. Uh, but at some point there, and even since there are situations in, in my life that I find myself, and it it seems, it seems a little surreal. And at the very least, I, I do sort of pinch myself and just to yeah. make sure that I am here. Sure. And sometimes <laughs> I wonder how I got here. You right. Know?
0: <laughs> That's so cool. That how long
1: did how long did that run for? That ran for it ran for I think around a month, like three or four weekends, and then they extended Ooh. it. It was oh what? Like the, It was crazy. and People were laying around the block. It was nuts. It was it was like it was, it was that wasn't really that was unusual for yeah for theater workshop of Nantucket at that particular time. Sure, because but it's not unusual now because they're they're right. soaring as is White Heron Dreamland Theater's a like a massive thing now and that's great. But at that time, as I say, it was I was excuse me lucky enough to be to be around it and be a part of that sort of theater resurgence. It was really thrilling to, to be a yeah. part of it. And yeah. And, uh, yeah. And John Shea, uh, was the artistic director, you know, you, you, gotta know John Shea. He, he's a great pal of mine, uh, wrote, um, the great movie Southie with Donny yeah. Wahlberg and, and Amanda Pete. a uh-huh. uh, great movie out a couple of years ago, Grey Lady with,
2: uh, uh-huh.
1: Eric, Eric Dane Rebecca like a I mean, uh, uh, just, the guy's a a a rock star and he's like a work similar to myself in ways where he started his career on nantucket he was a painter and just got sort of spotted and went into got theater started with theater workshop in nantucket there and and so that was all to you know to be around um john and, and and people at the time that were really passionate about getting theater back up and to see it now in Nantucket, with your really fabulous regional theater, White Hair, in there now people come from all over the country to work in it, and it's just uh, i am proud of that. Like I'm proud you to be associated be. with Nantucket Theater.
0: You know, you should be, and I—I I love Thanks, just Brian. seeing passion. It ripples. You know, it's very infectious. If someone actually cares about something, it—I don't even need to know what the thing is you're talking about. But if you love grass, I will listen to you talk about it for an hour. Just there's something about that, you know. <laughs> I just love it. And I think you're an amazing
1: listener and you ask terrific questions and you're just a (laughs) lovely man. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me, brother.
0: Of course. But listen, you're also, we're not getting away from your wife yet because I need (laughs) to know, is it true that Catherine Zeta Jones helped you propose? (laughs) I need to know this story Kieran. (laughs) I see you trying to fly over. I don't think so.
1: (laughs) All right. I, I don't think Catherine would mind me telling you this, but yes, I, i i I feel like if maybe if catherine if it hadn't been for catherine's involvement i don't know if my wife would have said yes whatever works (laughs) but uh but my my wife and i had actually yeah because things were moving very fast sure things were moving very fast like i saw a woman i loved i wonder that was it she's a very passionate person herself and she's like yeah yeah i love you too yeah and and then and then one morning, I'm not I, I kind of forget the, the details of this part, but I remember her breaking up with me and uh, and sending me packing. And she might kill me for saying this, but she's like, this is too fast. Rah, rah, rah. Sure. So she thought I was on my way back to Nantucket, but what she didn't know was I had planned to ask her to marry me that same day of the breakup. So I Perfect timing. Went I forget the I know, I forget the <laughs> name of the florist. But, you know, this was back when there was no, no internet. You had to call, you had to like, well, there was internet, but I just didn't know about it. And you, you, you know, so I went over to this, like, I think it was over in the East side and, and gotten a, a truck, like a van, a flower van with these people and they, they brought 50 sunflowers. And, and we went out to Silver Cup studios. My wife was making a movie at Silver Cup studios and I'm there basically in my like work gear and, <laughs> and I show up at the gate and, Announced myself to a productionist. I'd never been on a movie set. I didn't know anything about this. I'm still <laughs> a community theater part-time actor and a full-time plasterer. So I didn't realize the ridiculousness of myself and what I was asking sure. people to do. <laughs> and thankfully, the whoever the production assistant was at the time, I'm I'm sad to, to say I, I don't remember. It was a it was a blur, um, called, made the calls that needed to be called, and 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 Catherine and put me in her dressing room told me to put me in her dressing room short time after Catherine comes just just like what's the word like i don't know how, how you say someone so eloquent and gorgeous and, and just wonderful comes into a room but she almost like soars, yeah. like oh yeah dried. she's she just, just amazing she just floats yeah and she just came in and she, i remember saying okay irish let's do this <laughs> so she put all the pieces in place got everything set up we have the photos we have we have the video they videotaped everything Amazing. and she called kate in to early um to she said she needed help like what kate was you don't need help with this da, da, da. and Catherine's was like because she was style dialect coach and right. kate called her into work and the whole thing was set up on on set and, and uh and the whole set was around us and, and uh, I proposed and and my wife's, after a significant delay, my wife's, uh, there was a, I, I, I forget, but the turn of, the turn of, it was yes. It worked. The, 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 it, it was a yes and, and uh, thank goodness. And, uh, I mean, because that would have been an epic fail. Can you imagine? <laughs> you would have I had to can. change your name. I can imagine it, man. I, but I, I, It wasn't a good imagine, but I would have to change my name. But, so that's how it went down in Silver Silvercup Studios. Uh, thankfully, the director of the movie at the time, the movie was called The Rebound. Thankfully, Bart Friendluck, the, the director, allowed it to happen. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Catherine, I um, have a very special place in my heart for for Catherine until the end of time for that. And um, for that, I'm grateful to her. Yes, so that is that is what happened.
0: That's amazing. So it might surprise you or not. I have seen your work in Public Morals. I have seen diary. I have seen ah. second son. I've seen all of it and you're oh, killing Brian. it. I'm killing it. You're killing it all over the place. Did you? Oh, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> How much of your real life bartending experience informed Joe in second son? You're like, I could play a bartender. I've been playing for a while. <laughs> everything about it. informed yeah. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> everything. I remember people coming
1: into, coming into cafe it was like my first couple of weeks. And I didn't know how to make any of the drinks. And oh. I had my little my little book with all the recipes written in them. Cause when sure. the when the managers I would write it down and all the you know the posh fancy Upper West Siders would be coming in asking for twists to this and twists to that and upside <laughs> down the others. And I'm like, my God, can somebody just ask for a beer? Yeah. <laughs> so thankfully in Joe's bar in the second sun. The, um, thankfully, uh, my, my great pal uh, John Buffalo Mailer uh, just uh, just wanted a beer.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my kind of guy. My, my kind of <laughs> guy, and,
1: and the, the director J- Jennifer Gelfer, great friend of mine too. Thankfully, she uh, didn't insist that Manhattan's or our Appletones sure. were were made part of it.
0: Right, <laughs> <part> <laughs> of the <thing>. thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was epic. <laughs> That's amazing. Was it your idea or production's idea to make Angus with a shaved head? That was my. I, I you know, I'd have to ask John Buffalo
1: Mailer and, and Jennifer Gelford, but I, I believe I believe that was my idea because wow. what my memory serves is, um, I, I I don't think they'd mind me saying this, and it it was. It, I think it was a bit of a hard sell to begin with. Myself playing Angus. Oh. Cause I've kind of made a career out of, out of like nice guys and sure, funny guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, uh, I hope I'm remembering this correctly, but I, I believe I, I believe I shaved my head just cause. and, and did the, and did the goatee. And I had like a black tank top up on in the bathroom and, and sent the, and sent the picture to, to Jennifer. I like, I texted a picture to Jennifer and I said, how's this for Angus McLaughlin? And Jennifer was like the director, yes, done. She said to the Buffalo, yes, done. So uh when I shaved my head, that's when Angus appeared. Yes. So that that did it did come from the shaved head and the and the goatee. And I, I think I might have got that inspiration from I've no I've no need to ever watch Breaking Bad because accidentally, <laughs> accidentally I stumbled upon the very final scene of the very final episode late one night on Ooh. TNT or something. Oh, no. And there was this bald guy with the goatee and uh-huh. i think it was that 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 made me go oh i could let's see how this how this looks and then that's that's when everything about angus then started to started to take shape gotcha. and
0: appear yeah okay i'm okay. not sure if
1: that was a question but that's
0: it is that because I, I wonder because yeah. it, it's such a bold choice and one that you just made and you're like does this work you can't go back from that <laughs> Yeah, you can't
1: go back from that. Yeah, Well, it's funny. It's funny. I actually didn't shave him all the way bald. I shaved him to like a number one because because I, sure. I didn't have the I couldn't do the big thing on, oh, on my sure. head, you know. And then uh, I sent it to that. And then um, it was actually Jennifer who insisted. Our, our director insisted on me going to the skin. There she's like, go. "Yeah, I love it, but go further, baby." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Are you sure?" Because suddenly right. I'm becoming vain about my lack of hair on <laughs> sure. a
2: number
0: one. And she's so like, "Do it." did you learn something about yourself being shaving your head was that the first time you ever shaved your head
1: as short as that yes that was the first time I'd ever had that done in my life
0: how did it feel was it weird it was really
1: weird it has to be right it was really weird because you're you're kind of naked then to a degree I bet yeah I I felt quite exposed and and vulnerable for for quite some time and then I kind of started to that kind of somewhere along the line morphed into a little bit of a swagger, and you I, you know <laughs> you he became like daredevil. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Either way, it looked like you had fun. It was great fun. It was.
1: I, I, I made a movie with all my best pals. No, yeah, it, it it was great fun. Uh, John Buffalo Miller wrote a great script. Jennifer, I mean, she's my hero, was directing me, and uh, like basically pretty much everything I have in my career today is is to a large degree um thanks to that to that team sure. and uh Mailer Tuckman media and um, I'm thankful for them and it's just anytime you get to make art with your friends is uh, oh yeah if you're not enjoying it uh, uh, and something's wrong. You know, yeah it's like it was it was great fun.
0: I agree. There's nothing like it. And getting yeah, into was- like how is it working being from Newry and now you're at an Irish rep theater that sort of synergy is that that's got to be pretty cool
1: yeah it's really cool it's the coolest And you know my, my my you know my my daughters are always like you know well uh they're so proud because often i'm the only like real irish one in oh, place sure. there you know because because <laughs> a lot of americans and and that's a great thing about the irish rep they they hire so many karen and charlotte uh they hire so you know um so many nationalities and stuff and sure and it's just uh it's, it's amazing but I always have that little bit of extra pride being the, being sure. the Irish Irish one there you know? Sure, <laughs> but yeah they're they're terrific and amazing and they're Kieran O'Reilly and Charlotte Moore our are, are, are family you know they're their yeah. their mama and papa to to hundreds and hundreds of 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 working job and actors here in the city and they give us all a home yeah. somewhere to somewhere to take our wet coat off and and sit down and you know, be warm and and have a have a my place of like minds to go. So yeah, again, man, the the luck. I, I don't know how I got so lucky.
0: Heart, you're leading with heart, and you give what you get. That's how it works. You
1: know, Thanks, Brian. I'm, I've, I'm not I, surprised. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm grateful. Whatever it is, I'm grateful for them all. Man. So <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I, I think I might be a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm grateful for all of them. Man. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love when good things happen to good people. Has now you've had some time and you've had a. a, a I'm going to call it the beginning of a career because you're just getting started. Has thanks me too. Your, has your love of the craft evolved at all now that you've been doing it for a while? Was it different than you expected when you first got into it?
1: I've loved it from the second from the second I started it. I I don't mm-hmm. I I think it would nearly be impossible for me to love it any more than sure. than what I the, what I always have done. The thing that has changed, uh, the thing that has has grown is um. I'm better,
0: yeah. Experience. I know more, yeah,
1: uh, um, and and that adds a whole nother level of of, of enjoyment and, yeah. and stuff too. I know that th- doesn't sound that sounds a little bit braggy, uh, but with time into something, That's it's like the idea. It's like the Beatles <laughs> and the twenty thousand hours or whatever you know. The, right. the more time you put in, you're just naturally going to get better at it. And it totally. It just yeah, it feels good to be in the position where I'm at today, and I appreciate you saying that at the beginning of your career because. I mean, I started community theater in Antigua in 2005, and, and toiled away until I got my professional card here in 2012. So, ten years. But I very much, and particularly, actually, at this specific moment in time, yeah. had said to all of my peers that whatever it is right now, I feel like I'm at the beginning of the, the like the, the beginning of my career right now.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, in, in the best possible,
1: the best possible sense.
0: I love that. And as you get older, your roles change and it gets better and you can develop as an artist. And it just, uh, there's so many layers yeah. to the craft and I love it. It's that's yeah. Cool. It's do you act yourself? I do. Yeah. I do. I'll, well, I'll send you a little something. Don't worry. Please
1: send me a little something. Cause I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't, don't know more. I should have, I should have known that. This that's is about awesome. you,
0: Kieran. Don't no, try to turn this on me. No, but that's all. That's awesome. Man. Can you,
1: can you, can you please Absolutely. send me stuff? Cause Cause I would love, cause you can't be this awesome and not be a great actor too. So, Stop
0: it. I'm cutting so, this out.
2: No, you're not.
1: No, you're not. You better not cut it out. I'll like, I'll go on the show and, and like right. say, this is not real. This is fake news. That's right. Fake news, baby. I have the so, truth. Yeah. that's I mean, No, I, I, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Cause I, I want to ask you all about you, but I know that's not we'll, what this is about, we'll but I do want to do, you, we'll,
0: we'll get okay. there. I'll, I'll ask you then is, is there advice that you have that you've learned along the way in the craft because you started and you didn't know anything and now that you've gotten better, were there things and pitfalls and hurdles you had to like overcome? Like, I wish I knew this beforehand or here's a pitfall to avoid to anyone else on the journey.
1: Yes, I actually do. And it's uh, a, it's, it's not necessarily an acting technique, Sure. thing or, or anything any nuggets got to do with that because I think I'd be wildly ill-equipped for that <laughs> but what I have learned is and this might I'm not sure how this will sound I don't care I'm just going to say it anyway do it what what I what I have learned is that there are enough people out there that that will put that will put us down for put people down on a daily basis that will expect less from you so and there'll be enough problems pop up and, and situations and hurdles and obstacles that are not of our own making so mm-hmm. the, the one thing that i that i that i say to myself all the time is be kind to yourself be gentle on yourself know that you're doing the best that you can do on that particular day at that particular moment and let it go
0: i love that that's look been, in the that's mirror and say truth. i love you
1: i'm proud of you you're doing your best you're you're good enough you know and none of this negative negative uh self-back actor talk it's no good it gets in our way and it creates nothing and say yes as as much as possible not yes to bad situations but to yes i can to me to us cuz no shuts doors right in your face. And yes, opens up windows to possibilities and not to be confused with say yes to everything that comes your way. No, there's a great strength in saying no to things that aren't right for you. Sure. But just, just be, just to be kind to ourselves, man, treat her, our, treat ourselves right. Take a bath, yeah. <laughs> have a, have, have, have a, have a cupcake, you know, be okay about not getting the job. It's, it's all right.
2: Sure. You know, just,
1: I have fun. Cause yeah. we're going to be a lot longer under the ground than we are over it. So, true,
2: like, true. Right? Not,
0: <laughs> not to bring it down to more You're right, though. Or anything, but so you're it's, right. It's like we're it's, not here for a long time. We're here for a good time.
1: Yeah, it's the greatest job in the world, and, and to a degree now, we, we're we're the we're we're amongst the 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 groups of essential workers out there, and we we have to get out there and count ourselves lucky to be in a position to help heal people's help soothe their hearts and souls and, and, and the, the, give them some nice thoughts to go into their head. That's, you, you know, filled with what's been happening the last two or three years. And so to a large degree we're I think we're essential now and just be, be happy and proud to be an artist and, and get out there now and do our job and help heal our, 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 fellow, our fellow people.
0: I agree. And I couldn't love that more if I tried. Oh Kieran, you're even better than I imagined. And I built you oh. up pretty high in my head. I'm just <laughs> oh, gonna Brian. tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, Brian, you're, oh, you're a terrible man. Stop I, saying all these nice I things. I knew before me. <laughs> we started. I even told my wife, I was like, I'm about to have a really good time. She's like, Yeah, I go, I can feel it. You're a joy to hang out with, dude. Thank you, Brian. What's your wife's name? Monique.
1: Monique, will you give Monique a big hug for me and tell her thank you for, for letting me have you for of the last course. hour? And
0: only if you do the same for Kate. I will. And for contributing to your awesomeness, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's
1: a it's a partnership, man. And one makes the other better? So
0: that's true. I totally agree. And dude, we've been talking for an hour already. You survived.
1: Brother, I could talk to you all day long. You're good people, man. And I'm, <laughs> I'm really I'm really appreciative and grateful that I'm honored and, and honestly humbled that, that you would find me of interest to, to do this. I'm, I'm really grateful, man. Thank you, Brian.
0: Of course. Now, before I release you into the wild. Where can people find you online? Where can they see you? Places, talk to me. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah. Well, if, if, if anyone's in New York, we got one week left through March 20th at the Irish Repertory Theater of Kieran O'Kurix' fantastic um, play that uh, that that explores it, uh, topics that are, are very um, current today: uh, abortion and um, suicide and things like that. Looks looks at looks at these things in a in a, in a sensitive and empathetic and caring. And um, non-judgmental way, and that's playing at the strip, um through this Sunday. Uh, www. I've never done this in my life actually, so this is <laughs> this is awesome and, and strange. <laughs> www.kieranpatrickburn.com Beautiful. and at, at yeah, of course at real Kieran Burn on. Twitter, and Instagram, because any other Kieran Burns are fake Kieran Burns. That's I mean, right. how arrogant is that I'll take them out. Have real I'll take- Kieran Burns. <laughs> <laughs> I know so many Kieran Burns at home, and they're awesome, and they're more real than me, and they're amazing. And here I am on social not media. Not on Instagram, the, they're not. I'm the real one. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so funny and silly. <laughs> I'll
0: but, back you up. I'll back you up. You're my Kieran <laughs> Burns.
1: All right. <laughs> oh <laughs> and you're my Brian balance baby That's right. thank you so much Brian
0: of course and yep. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show, it's at Pod of Interest on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Jedi Brian on all social media sites. You can also find me at BrianBalance.com. There you'll find my demos, films, and a bunch of other really fun stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. A good rating or review always helps and is greatly appreciated. Let the people know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. Speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search the interesting podcast on tpublic.com to pick you up some sweet gear. Also, I've made a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the show more directly and get early releases of the shows, you now have that option over at patreon.com slash Jedi Brian. On that note, special thanks to Daryl, Daz, Ben, Victor, Jim, and Chris. Your support means so, so much to me, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well.